So inshallah we will listen to the recitation from verse 275. So open up your books to page number 40. <laughs> ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَالُوا إِنَّمَا الْبَيْعُ مِثْلُ الرِّبَا وَأَحَلَّ اللَّهُ الْبَيْعَ وَحَرَّمَ الرِّبَا فَمَنْ جَاءَهُ مَوْعِظَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّهِ فَانْتَهَى فَلَهُ مَا سَلَفَ وَأَمْرُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَمَنْ عَادَ فَأُولَئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ يَمْحَقُ اللَّهُ الرِّبَا وَيُرْبِ الصَّدَقَاتِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ كَفَّارٍ أَثِيمٍ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَأَقَامُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتَوُا الزَّكَاةَ لَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ لَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ عِندَ رَبِّهِمْ وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين يأكلون الربا لا يقومون إلا كما يقوم الذي يتخبطه الشيطان من المس. Those people who consume interest cannot stand on the day of resurrection except as one stands who is beaten by shaitan into insanity. This will be the result of people who consume interest, meaning the money that they consume is through interest. Whether they are directly taking interest or they are indirectly taking interest by purchasing something, by giving interest. And remember that the Prophet ﷺ did not differentiate between the giver and the receiver of interest. He cursed both of them. And here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that this severe punishment, this humiliation and disgrace on the Day of Judgment, why? Because, ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَالُوا إِنَّمَا الْبَيْعُ مِثْلُ riba. This is because these people said that indeed, business is just like riba. So, they're committing two crimes. The first crime is that they are outright disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by dealing with what Allah has forbidden. And the second crime that they're committing over here is that they are justifying their sin. Because they say that, well, why should riba be wrong? Why should it be prohibited? It's just like bayer. It's just like business. You know, you invest your money and then you make a profit. So just like that, I'm lending my money and I'm making a profit by charging interest on it. But are they really the same? Both the situations are not the same. Because if you think about it, in bayr, in business, when you invest your money, is the profit fixed? Is it fixed? No. It can go up, it can go down. Right? There's a huge risk involved. You might even lose all of your money. Isn't it so? But when it comes to interest, charging interest on lending money, then is the profit, the interest rate, is that fixed? Yes. 
And it doesn't matter whether the person you lent the money to is doing good or they're suffering from financial difficulty. It doesn't matter. They still have to give you interest. Right? So there's no risk involved. So they're not the same. And because people over here are justifying their sin and insisting on it, this is why there is severe punishment. So remember a very important rule in your life. Recognize wrong as wrong. Accept wrong as wrong. Do not justify it. Do not make excuses for yourself and do not try to change the law of Allah just to prove yourself innocent. You can prove yourself innocent before people. But will you prove yourself innocent before Allah? No, you cannot. Because if Allah has made something unlawful, you cannot make it lawful. And if you try to make it lawful, you're only harming yourself. This is sin upon sin. So remember this. Always recognize, accept wrong as wrong. Do not call wrong right. Because here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions their crime. It is because they say that indeed bayr is like riba. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَحَلَّ اللَّهُ الْبَيْعَ وَحَرَّمَ الْرِبَى They're not the same. Because even if you would say that, okay, through investment, when you invest your money, you make a profit. When you lend your money, you make a profit. And the profit you call interest. Okay, you could argue. But at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has differentiated between the two. How? Allah has made business lawful and He has made interest unlawful. So sometimes it may be that we don't see the difference between A and B. We don't see the difference between option one and option B. Everybody does one thing. We don't see the difference between it. However, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has differentiated between those things by making one lawful and the other unlawful, then we have to accept it like that. And we cannot say that both are the same. فَمَن جَاءَهُ مَوْعِظَةٌ مِّن رَبِّهِ فَانْتَهَا فَلَهُمَا سَلَفٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that whoever is such that admonition comes to him from his Lord, meaning a person finds out, he comes to know that interest is unlawful, then fantaha, then he stops. Meaning if he stops, then falahu masalaf, then whatever has happened in the past is history. Meaning he doesn't have to worry about what happened in the past. He doesn't have to go calculate with all of his you know, previous transactions, how much interest he had taken, how much interest he had given, and then take that out. No, it's going to be very difficult. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَهُمَا salaf. History is history. وَأَمْرُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ And his affair is with Allah. Meaning Allah will judge him. So what important lesson do we learn from this? It is quite possible that we are unaware of certain things in Islam. Right? But our duty is that once we come to know, then what should we do? What should we do? We should stop the wrong. Right? We should stop the wrong that we were doing. We should change ourselves. You see, there could be two responses. When a person finds out that what he was doing was wrong, then there could be two responses. One response is that a person says, Alhamdulillah, I have found out now. Alhamdulillah, now I can change myself. Now I can stop committing the sin that I was committing out of ignorance. Alhamdulillah, now I can stop. And the person stops. But the other response is that a person says, well, you know what, I've been doing it all these years. What difference is it going to make if I change now? Right? Nothing happened before. So what's the worst thing that could happen? 
So let me just, you know, continue. Let me just carry on. There's just a couple of years left for this contract to come to an end. So what's the big deal? Never do that. Never do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that whoever is such that admonition comes to him, فَانْتَهَا Then he stops, فَلَهُمَا salaf. Then whatever has happened in the past is over. And وَأَمْرُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ However, وَمَنْ عَادَ But whoever returns, meaning whoever returns to the sin after learning that it is a sin. He does not stop. He persists. He continues in sin. فَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ This is the scary part. Then such people are the companions of the fire. هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ They will abide therein eternally. What does this mean? You see, as human beings, we're not perfect. We're not perfect in our knowledge. We're not perfect in our actions. We all make mistakes. We all are unaware of something or the other. But as servants of Allah, what is our obligation? That as we learn, we must change our actions. We must not persist on sin. We must not persist on disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We must try to change ourselves. Okay, the question is that we may live in a world where basically everything you know you acquire through interest. Even if you want to avoid interest, you can't really avoid it. Read the next ayah. Allah says, Yam Hakullahu Riba. Allah destroys riba. And what's the meaning of yamhaku? That Allah removes the blessing from it. Because Allah has first of all prohibited riba. And then if you deal with riba, that money is not going to have any blessing in it. That money is not going to grow. And that money, when you will use it, when you will spend it, you won't get reward for it. Because it's not tayyib, it's not pure. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to spend out of the pure income that we have. The pure earnings that we have. So sometimes, yes, we may say that, what option do I have? Remember that you always have an option. You always have an option. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created you free. Yes, there is a system, there is an economic system that we are a part of, and in that, interest is something major. But there's always a way of doing things the right way. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا Whoever fears Allah, then Allah will create a way out for him. Allah will create a way for him. And I can tell you countless stories of people who have gone through school without paying interest, who have bought houses, who have gotten cars without paying interest. It's about, do you make a principle for yourself, a rule of life for yourself, that interest I'm not going to deal with. This is non-negotiable for me. I'm not even going to consider it. Are you that principled of a servant of Allah that you will abide by the rules that Allah is giving you? If that is the case, you will find a way of doing things the halal way. And the thing is, that even if you might say, well, you know what, there are fatawa out there that, okay, first house you can get through interest and you know, things like that. Okay, go ahead. But what will happen with that money or that thing that you will get through riba? Is there going to be any blessing in it? When Allah is saying, and who is more truthful than Allah? No one. 
ومن اصدق من الله قيلا ومن اصدق من الله حديثا nobody allah is haq wa qawluhu haq if he says yamhaq allah riba then you should be afraid for yourself you should be scared for yourself that if i'm living in a place that i'm acquiring through interest what blessing am i going to find in it if i'm making money through interest what blessing am i going to find in it and then we all complain of problems in our lives and you see it has a domino effect one problem leads to another which leads to another which leads to another you know for example if you do take an interest loan to get an education then what happens before you're charged interest what do you have to do you have to pay it within a certain amount of time isn't it now tell me something how many people get work right out of school how many people find work right out of school nobody And even if they do, let's say they became that lucky person who got a job right out of school, then will they be able to pay it all within six months or within that duration of time in which they're not charged interest? No. And then does it really make sense that you start your career with a huge loan? Does it really make sense? You know, once a janazah, meaning someone died, and their body was brought to the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ was asked to please lead the janazah prayer for that man. And the Prophet ﷺ asked, that does he have any loan to pay off? And the people said, yes. And he said, then you pray janazah for him. I'm not going to pray janazah for him, you all do that. He refused to pray janazah for the person who owed money to someone. I'm not talking about whether it was halal loan or haram loan, whatever. The point is that this man died with a loan. And that loan had to be paid off before the janazah. This is why, have you ever heard when you go for janazah prayers, they make an announcement that if this person owed money to anyone, then please come and ask us. Have you ever heard that? Yeah? They make that announcement sometimes because this is what we learn from the sunnah. That even before the janazah is performed, the loan has to be paid off. Now if you're dying with 200,000, 300,000, which your family cannot afford, because if they did, clearly they would have given you the money for your education. If you're dying with all that money, what are you doing? And remember, our problem is, we don't have trust in Allah. We don't believe in Allah the way we should believe in Him. Isn't Allah your provider? Who is your provider? Who gives you everything that you have? Allah gives you, right? And He gives to who? To who? Everything and everyone. Because He is Al-Hay Al-Qayyum. Isn't He Al-Qayyum? We learned in Ayatul Kursi that He is independent and everything depends on Him. He is the sustainer of the entire existence. Our problem is that we don't believe in Allah the way we must believe in Him. That Allah, you are the owner of the treasures of the heavens and the earth. And I am one small tiny creature of yours. And I need only this much. Ya Allah, you give me from your treasures. I believe in you, I trust in you, I know you will give me. We don't ask Him enough. We don't depend on Him enough. And the problem is that interest or wrong ways are so common around us, everybody does it, that we think, oh, this is the way to go. No, it is not the way to go. The way to go is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in His book. So do not make this mistake of first of all committing a sin, and then secondly justifying it, and then insisting on it, and then saying, oh, I don't have any other option. Too bad. No, you always have an option. So important. Uh, this one man... Uh, 
out of his great trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would give a lot in charity, regularly. And then what people saw is that every time he would give, he would get it back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give it back to him somehow or the other. So this other person thought, you know what, let me also try. Right? Let me also try, I'll give something in the way of Allah, and let me see what happens. So he gave something in the way of Allah, and he didn't get anything back. So he went to the first guy, he said, what's going on? I mean, you gave, and you got it back, I gave, I didn't get it back. He said, because when I gave, I gave while I was trusting Allah. And when you gave, you were testing Allah. You were testing Allah. So the thing is, we need to put our trust in Allah. Amantu billah. When we say, La ilaha illallah. When we say, Iyaka na'budu. Iyaka nasta'een. When we say, Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. I mean, is it difficult for Allah to provide for you? Is it difficult for Allah to make arrangements for you? No, it's not. So then what's the problem? Like really, what is the problem then? Why do we have to consider a forbidden option? And the thing is that whatever is written for you will come to you. You will not die until you eat the last bite you were meant to eat. You will not die until you drink the last sip you were meant to drink. So whatever is written for you will definitely come to you. So then, why use haram means to acquire what Allah has already written for you? That's your test in life. Do you choose the right option or the wrong option? You understand? That's your test in life. Allah is testing you. Do you get money through lawful means or through unlawful means? That's your test. And Allah will test you. Did we not learn in Surah Al-Baqarah, وَلَا نَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ نَقْصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ Shortage of money. Loss of money. Allah will test us through that. So accept wrong as wrong. Do not justify it. Do not insist on it. And do not make excuses. Be a person of principle. That this is a rule that I've made in my life. I am not going to deal with interest. This is non-negotiable. Is something I'm not even going to discuss. This is something I'm not even going to consider. And yes, hardships will be there. But you put your faith in Allah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create a way. I think I've mentioned the story to you before also. I know of this woman who was really concerned about getting her daughter married. And she was at Hajj, and she came out of the Masjid al-Haram one day. And you know, at Hajj, there's hundreds and thousands of people over there. Isn't it? And especially after salah, you see people pouring out of the gates. Have you seen that image ever? Alright? You could just stand and stare at them, watch them for like a good two, three hours. People are just constantly coming, 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 coming. So this woman was standing there watching everybody. I think she was waiting for her family. And this thought came to her mind, Ya Allah, you've made so many people. You've created so many human beings. Isn't there one that's good for my daughter? Like, there's got to be somebody out there from these millions of people who's going to be good for my daughter. There's got to be someone. Look at her faith in Allah. Look at her hope. There has to be someone. And yes, her daughter did get married to a very nice man, mashallah. So this is the thing. We need to have hope in Allah. Trusting Allah means having hope in Allah. Keeping yourself within the limits that Allah has set for you, 
And then believing that Allah will not leave you. He will not deprive you. He will not leave you in harm. He will save you. So, يَمْحَقُ اللَّهُ الرِّبَى وَيُرْبِ الصَّدَقَاتِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ كَفَّارٍ أَثِيمٍ Allah does not like every person who is kafar and athim. Look at these words. I mean, these ayat are so clear. Who is kafar? Kafar is someone who is a stubborn denier. Meaning who insists on denying, insists on rejecting, even though the truth is crystal clear to him, there is no doubt, still he rejects. And kafar is also someone who is very ungrateful, extremely ungrateful. Basically kafar is kathirul kufr. Write this down. Kathirul kufr, one who does a lot of kufr. And kufr can mean two things, denial, and it can also mean ingratitude. Now, how is ingratitude relevant over here? When you choose a haram option, when you go for something unlawful, what are you basically saying? That, oh Allah, I cannot do things the way you want me to. I have to figure my own way out. I have to do things my way. Because your way is not good enough. This is basically what a person is saying. I can't do things the halal way, so I have to do things the haram way. This is... Ingratitude. Really, has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala given us incomplete rules in our religion? Has He given us a law that is faulty? That is problematic? No. Has He not given you enough in your life that you put your faith in Him and you trust Him that if you do things His way, you will get good results? So, dealing with riba is not just denial of Allah's laws, but it's also extreme ingratitude to Allah. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَأَقَامُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتَوُوا الزَّكَاةَ Indeed, those people who believe, they do righteous deeds, they establish the prayers, and they give the zakah, لَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ They will have their reward with Allah, with their Lord. In the hereafter, their reward is preserved. Because think about it. If you stay away from something unlawful, why? Because you believe in Allah. You stay away from what is unlawful. Are you experiencing any difficulty in life? I'm sure you are. It's not easy to keep moving house you know, every year or every other year. Right? It's not easy. It's not easy to know how you are going to pay for your next semester. You know, the other day, I was at Al-Huda for a long time, and then finally I picked up the kids, whatever. I went to a store. I was exhausted. And I saw a girl working over there, and I recognized her. She's from Al-Huda. And I was amazed. I was like, this girl is coming to Al-Huda, spending her entire morning here studying the book of Allah. And in the evening, at this hour, she's working. My heart was just like, I just wanted to hug her. I don't know what I, what I wanted to do, but just seeing her in that condition made me love her so much more. So much more. I don't know her name, but I've seen her at Al-Huda. Okay? Allah knows her. Allah created her. And Allah is Arhamul Rahimin. He is the most merciful of those who show mercy. He is Al-Wadud, the loving Lord. He is more merciful to a person than 70 mothers could be to a child. So when you struggle to eat halal, when you work hard to keep yourself in the limits that Allah has set for you, you think Allah doesn't like you? You think Allah doesn't appreciate that? Allah appreciates 
the hard work of His servants. They will have their reward with their Lord. It's preserved. وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ They will have no fear and no grief. No sadness. In this world, even if you were to buy a house and pay it off, you own it 100%. Do you face any problems with your house? Yeah? Everyone has problems, right? Homeowners also have problems. They have leaks. Their driveway needs to be fixed. Their garage door needs to be replaced. The windows need to be changed. The roof needs to be changed. I mean, this is how this dunya is. Real safety and real peace is only in Jannah. So don't risk your Jannah for a lousy home in this world. Don't risk your Jannah for something temporary in this world. Because no matter what you get in this world, it is deficient. No matter what you obtain in this world, it is cheap. It is mata'un qalil. You could enjoy it a little, but just wait until it will bring you torture also. It will cause you pain also in this life only. The same house that you walk into so proudly, there is another time when you walk in, to the same house and what happens? You see all the garbage and the mess and the work and you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to see it. This is the reality of this dunya. Exactly. This is human weakness that we like to do things the easy way. We want the easy way out. But the thing is that to get somewhere in life, to get something of value, you have to work hard. And even to acquire good deeds, to acquire jannah, you have to work hard. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu, O you who have believed, ittaqullah. You should fear Allah. Have taqwa of Allah. Save yourself from the punishment of Allah, from the anger of Allah, from the disapproval of Allah. Wadaru ma baqiya min riba Wadaru, and all of you should leave. Daru is from waw dal ra, and wadara yadiru is to leave something. So you should leave ma baqiya, whatever that remains, min riba of interest. Meaning whatever interest you still have to pay or whatever interest you still have to receive, get out of that contract. Leave riba, meaning do not give it anymore, do not take it anymore. Daru, leave it. In kuntum mu'mineen. If you are truly believers. Mu'mineen is a plural of mu'min. Meaning if you're truly believers, don't insist on something haram. On something that Allah has clearly made unlawful and left no doubt about. فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا Then if you do not do so, meaning if you do not stop taking interest, فَأْذَنُوا بِحَرْبٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Then be informed of a war against Allah and His Messenger. فَأْذَنُوا This is from the word adhan. Adhan is announcement, the call to prayer. How is the adhan made? It's made out loud. So fa'dhanu, you should be informed, take notice of a war against Allah and His Messenger. Can you imagine? Who do you go to war with? Enemies, right? You don't go to war with your friends. Earlier we learned, Allahu waliyyul ladina amanu. Allah is the wali of those people who believe. He's the friend of the believers. يُخْرِجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ He brings them out of darkness into light. 
But وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who deny kafar, those who reject أَوْلِيَاءُهُمُ الطَّاغُوتِ Then طَاغُوت become their friends. يُخْرِجُونَهُمْ مِنَ النُّورِ إِلَى الظُّلُمَاتِ They bring them out of light into darkness. So if a person insists on what Allah has prohibited, then a person is basically giving up his friendship with Allah. And that is the declaration being made over here. That be warned of a war against Allah and His Messenger. Meaning it does not befit a believer to deal with interest. This is not something that a believer can do. Think about this. War against Allah and His Messenger. Against His Messenger. You know about people who fought the Prophet ﷺ in battles, right? Can you give me an example of a person who fought in a battle? Battle of Badr? Think about it. Abu Jahl, okay. Abu Jahl came to fight the Prophet ﷺ in a harb, in a war. And we all hate Abu Jahl because of whoever he was, but also because of the fact that he opposed the Prophet ﷺ so much that he picked up weapons against the Prophet ﷺ. Would you do what Abu Jahl did? Would you like to stand against the Prophet ﷺ with weapons in your hand to fight him? Would you really like to do that? Then why are you okay with riba? Why do you justify that? فَأَذَنُوا بِحَرْبٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ I mean, the Prophet ﷺ, we love him. Allah Azza wa Jal, we love him. You cannot pick up weapons against those you love. How then can you disobey them so openly? And then justify that also. فَأَذَنُوا بِحَرْبٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ So, Whatever justification you have for dealing with interest, can you give that to the Prophet ﷺ? Can you pick up a weapon and say, Oh, I'm sorry, I have to fight you because, you know, what can I do? The world is just like that. Can you do that? Can a believer really do that? No. So if you deal with interest, then you should know that Allah and His Messenger are not on your side. Allah and His Messenger are not on your side. فَأْذَنُوا بِحَرْبِ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَإِن تُبْتُمْ And if you repent, because yes, mistakes happen. إِن تُبْتُمْ But if you repent, فَلَكُمْ رُؤُوسُ أَمْوَالِكُمْ You will have the ru'us of your properties. What is ru'us? Ru'us is the plural of ra's. Ra's is the head of something. So this is basically referring to the capital. Okay, of your properties. Meaning, for example, if a person lent money to someone, all right, let's say a thousand dollars, and he said, okay, you pay me five percent interest, all right, on a monthly basis over a period of how many every years, whatever. So he learns this ayah and he says, okay, I'm not taking interest anymore. I'm not charging any interest anymore. He cancels out that interest. Can he still take that thousand dollars back? Can he? Yes, he can because he gave it. So he can still take his initial capital back. فَلَكُمْ رُؤُوسُ أَمْوَالِكُمْ لَا تَظْلِمُونَ وَلَا تُظْلَمُونَ لَا تَظْلِمُونَ You do not wrong someone else. وَلَا تُظْلَمُونَ Nor will you be wronged. You don't wrong another person. You don't harm another person by charging interest. And you will not be wronged that you have to leave your entire sum. 
And if the person was someone in difficulty. Usra. Usra. Inna ma'al usri yusra. So usr is difficulty. So if the person was in some difficulty, which person? The person who has borrowed the money from you and he's paying you interest upon interest upon interest. If this person is in some financial difficulty, he's not able to give your money back. Then, فَنَظِرَةٌ Then grant a delay. نَظِرَة is from نُونْ And it means to give respite, to postpone, to extend the time. So, نَظِرَة Extend the return period إِلَى مَيْسَرَة Until a state of ease. مَيْسَرَة is from يُسْرِ يُسْرِ is ease. So basically, what happens typically is that if a person is not able to return the money by a certain time, then interest is charged. So for example, within six months, return the money. And if you don't return the money within six months, then you will be charged interest every month until you pay it off and the interest rate will be how much ever, right? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? That if a person is in some difficulty, meaning he's not able to give you your money back, then instead of charging him interest, extend the return period for him. وَأَنْتَ صَدَّقُوا And if you give in charity, تَصَدَّقُوا meaning you give sadaqa. Don't ask for your money. خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ That's best for you. إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ If you only knew. If you knew, this is better for you, that you just forgave the loan, you don't ask for it back, then this is much better for you. Meaning be charitable, be generous. You know, in a hadith we learn that whoever gives time to the one in financial hardship, meaning extends his return period, or writes off his debt, then أَظَلَّهُ اللَّهُ فِي Allah will give him shade, under his shade. Meaning on the day of judgment, Allah will give special shade to the people who are so generous towards others that they either extend the return time of the loan or they completely write it off. In another hadith we learn that whoever gives respite to the one in difficulty, he will have the reward of charity for each day. Allahu Akbar. Think of it. Let's say you have a business. Somebody, you know, used your services and they're supposed to pay you the money. They're not able to pay you the money right away. They say, okay, by the end of the month. You say, okay, fine, by the end of the month. You sign here, I sign here, by the end of the month, you give me the money. What happens at the end of the month? The person calls and says, you know what, I'm sorry, I don't have the money. Can I please have one more week? So you say, okay, sure, have one more week. So guess what? For every single day of that week, you will get the reward of charity. How much charity? Of that amount that the person owes you. So let's say they were supposed to give you $500, and you say, okay, take one more week. So for those seven days, that entire week, every day, you got the reward of giving $500 in charity. Allah is generous. Whoever gives in respite, after payment becomes due, will have the reward of an act of charity equal to the loan for each day. So, فَنَظِرَةٌ إِلَى مَيْسَرَ وَأَنْتَ صَدَّقُوا خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ It's best for you in كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا And all of you should fear a day. Which day? تُرْجَعُونَ فِيهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ On which you will be returned to Allah. 
You're not staying in this world forever. Your business is not staying with you. You're going to leave it. Your house, your degree, whatever you have, it's going to stay here. You are going to leave it. You have to be returned to Allah. ثُمَّ تُوَفَّى كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَّا كَسَبَتْ And then when you face Allah, then every soul will be paid in full for whatever it earned. It earned كَسَبَتْ Kasb over here is referring to deeds. So on the Day of Judgment, you're not going to be rewarded for how much money you made. You're going to be recompensed for your deeds, the ways that you adopted the actions that you committed, the choices that you made, that is what you will be recompensed for. The choices that you made. So never tell yourself, I don't have an option. You always have an option. And whatever option you choose right now, whatever choice you make right now, that is what you will be recompensed for on the Day of Judgment. وَهُمْ لَا يُظْلَمُونَ And they will not be wronged at all. When we're lending money, we want all our money back. What do we learn here? On the Day of Judgment, you'll get all your deeds back. Meaning the recompense for all your deeds, you're going to get it back on the Day of Judgment. So don't be impulsive. Don't be short-sighted. Be far-sighted. Don't just think about what you can enjoy right now in this life. Think about what is to come after this life, which is far better, far more important. So don't forget that. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته